So last week, I pretended for about 39 minutes on an episode of this show that the coronavirus didn't actually exist. (laughs) A whole pandemic. Shout out to all my old lovers who are listening. I know what you're thinking. Finally, Nadia put her avoidant personality to good use. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. So I surveyed the people of Twitter and I refused to call them tweeps because that's the dumbest fucking thing in the world. And you guys said, wait, first, let's start. Here was the question. Do you want me to keep cut the foreplay corona free? The options were number one, fuck yeah. Number two, depress me, please. Number three, finger in a hole. It's just an emoji with a finger in a hole. And 20 something percent of people picked that one. If you did, um, uh, call me. I feel like our heads are in the same spaces. Uh, Depress Me Please came in at number two with 30-something percent. Absolutely fucking not. I wasn't going to do that anyway. And number one with a fuck fuck yeah, no Rona, 50-something percent. So wiggity, we, 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 we are officially Corona free. This episode is going to be a little bit different because I'm holding the microphone instead of having it on a stand. So I feel like I'm just one of those, you know, announcers in the WWE. (laughs) I know it feels powerful. I'll tell you that. Now uh, we have a new feature on the show, which I'm super excited about, and I'll share it in a little bit. But right now, I want to talk about things that people have been forcing me to talk about and forcing me to watch. And I was trying to do that while I was eating my baked beans a while ago because a friend told me to watch this show, and it's Tiger King, and I didn't like it. I was like 13 minutes in, there were lost limbs. Why were there people with no limbs and too many mullets? And then Carol was there, and then there's more tigers. I just didn't like it. I'm not for that animal cruelty vibe, even if it's for like educating myself in whatever capacity this is is just not for motherfucking me but his country songs you know as a country gal as a gal who was raised on country and star trek i was like should i listen to those songs and i was like i don't want to give him the stream so i didn't and that's my whole take on tiger king if you have a problem with that then you know what uh, i want to say bad things but i'm not gonna do it because i'm a punk ass bitch that's why have a nice day you're wonderful live your best you're an Aura is looking splendid today. If you are completely bored during quarantine or isolation, I have some suggestions that will keep you happy. Number one through ten, keep in mind, are all masturbation. And then after that, here is a list of 16 social distancing movies, ones with, quote, stories which force protagonists into survival scenarios separate from their pack, test their mettle against otherworldly circumstances, and remind us that going at it alone as you live in a self-quarantine or social distancing scenario doesn't have to be that scary. Now the list. Coming in in no particular order. One. A Quiet Place. The Lighthouse. Bird Box. Oh my God, I love Sandy Bullock. I would suggest all her movies for quarantine. Miss Congeniality, The Lake House with beautiful cover girl Keanu Reeves. It's time travel and romance. Who doesn't want that? And they're by the lake and the architecture of the house that he built. (sighs) Superb. 
but I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. When it comes to my favorite, favorite, favorite Sandy Bullock movie, obviously I'm going to pick twofold and they're both supernatural. One, Practical Magic because Nicole Kidman's in it and a young Evan Rachel Wood. Number two, with the dude from Charmed, Beltazor, aka Cole, Premonition. That is a great fucking movie. Please watch it and then let me know what you think of it. Uh, back to this list. Coming in at number four, The Happening. Number five, The Revenant. Can I say that? The Revenant. Six, another Sandy movie, which is Gravity. One time I went to go watch it at the movie theater when it first came out, and then I went with a couple, and they made me sit in between them. Maybe I'll save that story for another time. Coming in at number, oh, I forgot where we are on the list. I Am Legend with Will Smith. Uh, I know there's a dog in that movie, and then there's no people outside. So relatable content. Coming in at number, Cast Away. And Tom Hanks is not usually, you know... Uh, I want to touch you material in anything other than in Cast Away because he's like tan and built and kind of looks like he's going to throw you across a room. And I'm like, oh, hey, Tom, can I slide into your DMs? Uh, except I can't because you're on an island alone talking to a volleyball, which, you know, I do like mentally unstable people. So that's kind of hot too. Into the Wild with Reese Witherspoon comes in at number meh. And uh, that looks like a super sad, depressing movie where a woman walks for a really long time. So I suggest you watch it. Uh, the Village. Starfish, the one from 2004, Dawn of the Dead, the remake, The Witch, which I have thoughts about because I watched this with a best friend, and this was a long time ago, and it traumatized us hardcore because there's a scene where this woman, sorry, if, 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 you're, gonna, if you're gonna actually watch it, don't listen to this, the next 15 seconds of, uh, of me speaking, but it's a scene where this woman's holding a baby and rocking her back and forth, and it's adorable, but camera pans out, you realize the woman's fucking crazy, and it's actually a crow that's pecking at her tits. Man, if that doesn't scar you, I don't know what will at number sweetheart. And then add Astra. And lastly is Hush. Whoa, wee mother of pearl. If you've never seen that movie and you're isolating solo dolo, please, please, please watch it and tell me what your experience is. It scares me and I rewatch it plenty of times. It's about a woman that's deaf that uh, lives really far off from folk in society. And it's a home invasion and she can't just freaking survive without being able to hear the intruder. This one is a gem that I usually never pull out, but <laughs> I said pull out. This is a gem that I never really pull out because it's all of my favorite things. It's a horror movie. It's um, home invasion-y kind of, but not really. It's, 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 I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it too much. Uh, so it's set solely in a house where Nicole Kidman lives with her family and every time she exits a room she has to close the doors behind her because her kids can't see sunlight because they're allergic to it and then things start to kind of slowly unravel where you're like something isn't quite making sense and it's a journey it'll sit on your skin for a while and make you feel weird and sad but like isn't that what life is anyway so fully indulge and then let me know let me know about the movies not about the masturbation now, when it comes to keeping yourself entertained during this period, I have something that I'd like to suggest, and it's a very weird suggestion because uh, there are things about her that I just don't applaud and things about her that I do. Miley Cyrus, a.k.a. Milikiris, is at it again. Um, she's the queen of capitalizing on everything. If you really think about it, when, you know, her career wasn't at its peak, she was like, why don't I just, you know, steal a cheeky bit of black culture and release the Bangers album? And then everybody hated her, but everyone consumed it wholly and then she was like you know what I'm just gonna go back to my southern roots and then she released Malibu and then everybody ate that shit up and then now she's capitalizing on the pandemic by having a show on Instagram live called Bright Minded with Miley Cyrus she 
she's a fucking human STD. She's so catchy. Listen to this theme song. If you want to be bright minded, there's just one place to go. When you stuck it on and the time is ticking slow. Monday through Friday, live with Miley on my Instagram show. On my Instagram show. Stay lit, everybody. <laughs> That's a straight fuck fucking southern banger if you ask me now she's interviewed a bunch of people on there like demi lovato emily osmond Haley bieber elton john as well of course she interviewed demi lovato i didn't watch it because i don't know if i can handle it but she interviewed demi lovato and they revealed in a not so subtle way that they have stooped they've had sex the two of them i don't know what to think about this i mean i kind of saw it coming when you mash up two songs like cool for the summer and then we can't stop you know it's, it's scissoring for days would i watch this happened? Good question. Nobody asked me, but I'll answer it anyway. I think I'd close one eye so I don't have to look at Miley and just keep focused on Demi. Now, speaking of people that were in the show, Barney is a dinosaur. Actually, he was just a dude in a dinosaur costume who was later revealed to be a pedophile. So that's a fun fact for you that you can keep in your bag pocket. But speaking of people that were in Barney, uh, Selena Gomez was recently on Bright Minded with Miley Cyrus on Instagram Live, and this is what she had to say. After years of going through a lot of different things, I realized that I was bipolar. When I go to know more information, it actually helps me. It doesn't scare me once I know it. And so I wanted to know everything about it, and it took the fear away. Man... I, God, you know, her life is so extreme. She's had a stroke before the age of 30. She's had a kidney transplant. She has both lupus and is bipolar. Like, what an extreme. So much ease on one side with the with the fame and the money and the luxury. And then on the other side, it's like, bah! It's like, I would not change. I would not switch lives with her ever. Because I'd have to constantly think about the fact that I fuck. Justin Bieber and his thin ass mustache and I would rather not so there's something that nobody asked me to say and I said it it's like no don't sing to me (laughs) I hate it if I want, if someone were to sing a song about my genitals, I don't want it to be yummy yum. I want it to be like vibes cartel kind of vibe. Every girl grab a man, something you not. Your pussy feels sun hot when you're coming to me romping shop. God damn it, that should hundred percent be my karaoke track. Want titty appetite? Every nipple get a bite. Something, something, something. Straight, 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 straight banger. Where were we? I really got distracted by Vibes Cartel. Oh, yes. Someone broke into a brewery in Chicago three times in the past month and the owners mentioned the burglars had even stolen a bag of gummy bears. That helped the cops link the break-ins to another burglary recently where they'd caught the dude eating out of a huge bag of gummy bears. What a fuck fucking dumbass bitch because you think i'm gonna go through all that trouble to buy a fucking ski mask and then rob a place and then just get caught because i got a sweet tooth and don't understand how to pick foods that have calories that actually have nutritional value this will never happen to me for many reasons one of them being i'm vegan number one number two i have like a huge list of allergies so when am i ever going to actually go into a place and think huh that's a thing that i can eat i'd probably be standing i'd be, I'd be caught because i'd be looking at the ingredients oh i can't have these oreos they've got corn syrup i'm allergic to corn yes you heard me how sad is that 
corn and yeast and oranges. Like, I can't even have mimosas. You know what I can have, though? A boner. That's not true. That's not. This is like factually incorrect. But uh, a solid segue to, for me to talk about Westworld. If you're not a fan, then you're being fu- <coughs> fucking stupid, and you need to watch it. Uh, season three, episode four is already out, and it's absolutely fu- <coughs> fucking fantastic. Evan Rachel Wood, aka Dolores, is serving mad daddy vibes this season, and I am here for it. If you do watch this show, tweet me at it's Nadia Favor and let me know because nobody that I know watches it and the only person that I get to talk to is my favorite person in the world which is me so it's fine but like additional information from other human beings would be you know welcomed as well there is a uh, challenge or one of those things you know that goes around on the internet that nobody really wants to do but everyone does and then everyone watches and then it happens it's going around on the internet where women uh, walk up to their significant others uh, unclothed and video their reaction it's just like a minute or two minutes of men being very happy and someone subtweeted and said I hate seeing men happy and I didn't know that I thought this, but I actually genuinely a thousand percent unequivocally agree. They had these stupid fucking <laughs> grins on their faces and they're so pleased with themselves. I didn't crack a smile once. I don't know what that says about me, but it says a whole motherfucking <laughs> lot. Now I've been waiting for this for however many minutes that I've been talking and a little bit longer to introduce to you today our new feature. It's story time with me. But I was thinking maybe sometimes we could have it be story time with other people. So there's other people's voices on here. I don't know. Let's see what this, let's see where this takes us. But I'm going to insert a theme song. Editing, Nadia, can you chop, chop, just cut something up and put it in there? Solid. Solid job. Also remember... Editing Nadia and regular Nadia, both super sexy. Never forget. So generally, we have three characters in this story, and um, uh, it's based in uh, Burundi, but uh, I'm going to make the villains Russian, and uh, the protagonist, also from Burundi, is going to be Southern. So fuck you guys. Noella Rukundo sat in a car outside her home, watching as the last few mourners filled out. They were leaving a funeral. Her funeral. Finally, she spotted the man she'd been waiting for. She stepped out of her car and her husband put his hands on his head in horror. Is it my eyes, she recalled. Is it my eyes, she recalled. Him? Oh, no, that's him. Is it my eyes, she recalled him saying. Is it a ghost? Surprise! I'm still alive! She replied. Far from being elated, the man looked terrified. Five days earlier, he had ordered a team of hitmen to kill Noella, his partner of 10 years. And they did. Well, they told him they did. They even got him to pay an extra few thousand dollars for carrying out the crime. Now here was his wife standing before him. Noella recalled how he touched her shoulder to find it unnervingly solid. He jumped. Then he started screaming, I'm sorry for everything. Yeah, that sounds like a regular man in a regular situation. But it was far too late for apologies. Noella called the police. The husband, Balenga Kalala, I can't, there's a motherfucking mouthful. Balenga Kalala ultimately pleaded guilty and was sentenced to nine years in prison for incitement to murder. 
Now, this story gets me good because the happy ending, or as happy as can be expected to a saga in which a man tries to have his wife killed, was made possible by three unusually principled hitmen, a helpful pastor, and one incredibly gusty woman named Noella. God, that sounds like the beginning of a super hot porno. I think that's repression, sexual repression creeping up on my shoulder, because that's definitely not a hot porno. Now, here's how he pulled it off. Noella's ordeal began almost exactly a year before when she flew from her home in Melbourne with her husband B. Let's call him B because Langana Magatagara was too much for me. To attend a funeral in her native Burundi. Her stepmother had died and the service left her saddened and stressed. She retreated to her hotel in Bujumbura, the capital, early in the evening. Completely emotionally depleted after the events of the day, she laid down in bed, and her husband encouraged her to go outside for some fresh air. Don't scream, she recalled him saying. (laughs) If you start screaming, I will shoot you. They're going to catch me, but you, you will already be dead. It also kind of sounds like it's red from orange is the new black. Noella was terrified, and she did as she was told. She was ushered into a car and blindfolded so she couldn't see where she was being taken. After 30 or 40 minutes, the car came to a stop. That's me doing the sound effects. And Noella was pushed into a building and tied to a chair. That also sounds like the beginning of a super hot porn. She could hear male voices, one of them saying, You woman... What did you do for this man to pay us to kill you? What are you talking about? Bolenga sent us to kill you. She was so certain that they were lying, and they laughed at her. You're a fool, they told her. So they called him. There was the sound of a dial tone and a male voice coming through the speakerphone. It was her husband's voice. Kill her, he ordered. And our girl Noella straight up the fuck fainted. I mean, she always knew that she was with a violent man, but not capable of this. <laughs> Never this. They weren't going to kill her, but plot twist. The men then explained they didn't believe in killing women. And they knew her brother. Oh, that's always a plus. But they would keep her husband's money and tell him that she was dead. After two days, they set her free on the side of the road, but not before giving her a cell phone, recordings of their phone conversations with B, and receipts for 7000 Australian dollars they allegedly received in payment. We just want you to go back to tell other stupid women like you what happened. And then they drove away. Moral of the story is you can be married to someone and living your dream and living your best and living a regular life. And when they decide that they want to kill you, if you're a woman, it's still your fucking fault. That's the end of my story. It's based on a true story. You can read the article on uh, BBC. And I hope I tucked you in nice and tight. (laughs) I hated saying that is so sexual. I'm sorry. That's or you're welcome, depending on where you're at right now.